Hi friends, welcome back to the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. My name's Kayla. You can find me on Instagram and YouTube at English with Kayla. And today's episode is all about the Tokyo Olympics. I am so excited for the upcoming Tokyo Olympics. After a year-long delay due to the pandemic, the opening ceremony is tomorrow as I'm recording this. And I am so excited to watch all the events on TV and to follow all the athletes in the news and on social media and things like that. Before we get into the vocabulary lesson of today's episode, I just wanted to take a moment to thank the sponsor. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks again to the sponsor of this episode of the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. I have a few housekeeping items to get into, and housekeeping usually means keeping your house clean or cleaning up your home, but on the podcast, when I say housekeeping, I mean just a few things that I should mention about teaching English online and ways that you can learn from me. So right now, I have the 31-day English challenge for free on YouTube. I'm doing it all throughout the month of July, and it will remain free after the month of July. They are 5 to 10 minute English videos that you can watch and practice with every day. And each day's challenge will include either a reading, writing, speaking, or listening lesson. And it's a really good way if you're studying for IELTS or TOEFL to start practicing just a little bit every single day. And again, it's free. And it doesn't take very long every day, so you can do it for 31 days to improve your English. Along with that, I want to make sure that you're subscribed on YouTube because I have some live lessons coming there, as well as the podcast will be going up there as well. I'm slowly updating my podcast onto YouTube because I'm, again, I'm a one-woman show. It's just me. I don't have a team. I don't have anyone that works for me. So they'll be on there and then I'll be editing the captions and the transcripts so that you can read what I'm saying on there as well if that helps you. And I listen to podcasts on YouTube, so it just I thought it would be very convenient to have it there as well. But it will remain on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this one. So let's talk a little bit about the Summer Olympics and why I am so excited for them. I am a huge fan of the Summer Olympics. I do like the Winter Olympics as well. I enjoy the sports in the Winter Olympics, but there's just something about the Summer Olympics that every four years you get to watch certain sports that you don't normally watch. And then there are some sports that you do get to watch, but this is the biggest stage for them, meaning this is the biggest event for these sports. So the athletes are working so hard just to get to the Olympics, and then they are working hard to try to earn a gold medal. So the Summer Olympics have track and field, which I love, soccer, beach volleyball, judo, basketball, and they have some new sports added to the Olympics as well. This year they added baseball and softball, 
which we watch a lot of baseball in the United States, and softball is obviously what the women play. We have a lot of that here as well. There's karate, there's sport climbing, which if you aren't familiar with, I was explaining this to someone the other day, it's like indoor rock climbing, but it's timed and you're trying to go really fast. So the speed that these people climb at and the strength that they need to reach for each different rock hole thing is incredible. It's really an impressive sport and it's actually quite entertaining. You would not think it could be such an entertaining sport. It seems more like a hobby or an activity, but it is definitely a sport and it's really interesting. So I can't wait to watch that in the Olympics for the first time. This year they'll also have surfing and skateboarding And of course, my favorite sport, my all-time favorite summer Olympic sport, and I think this is a really popular one, is gymnastics, and specifically the women's gymnastics. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the episode coming up. So the United States is dominant in certain sports in the Summer Olympics, and to be dominant is to win a majority of the time and to win in a way that is very big. For instance, you win by a lot of points and no other countries are able to really score a lot even on the United States because we take basketball very seriously and we have some of the best basketball players in the world. But interestingly enough, the United States lost to Nigeria in in the exhibition game. So an exhibition game, an exhibition game, that word is incredibly hard for me to say, exhibition, is like a warm-up game. It's a practice game. It doesn't actually count, but it was quite shocking that they lost to a team from an African nation because when we think of basketball, we think of Spain, we think of the United States. We don't really think of any of the smaller countries like Nigeria. So good for you guys, Nigeria. Way to go. I'm a huge fan of U.S. women's soccer. They also had a very shocking loss, which means it was very surprising. And it was to Sweden. The Sweden women's soccer team is also very competitive. So the U.S. women's soccer is quite dominant, but not as dominant as the men's basketball is. They have some competition. So Sweden in the last Women's World Cup, which I watched two summers ago, was very competitive. So it'll be interesting to see how the Olympic tournament ends up. And I think that women's soccer is more interesting in the Olympics than men because the countries in the women's soccer tend to send their best athletes. And I saw in the news that Megan Rapone who is the captain of the United States women's soccer team, said that now that they have lost, they are in do or die mode. I thought that was interesting that she said that. So it's a phrase in English, do or die. We have to do it or we will die. So it's very dramatic. And when you say you're in some kind of mode, it means that's what you're doing. For instance, there's like a slang term that's beast mode. Beast mode, it means you're acting like a beast. If you're in do or die mode, you're doing it or you're dying. Not literally dying, but 
It just means you're being very intense. You're trying very hard. I'm telling you guys, I could totally talk about the Olympics all day, and I hope that you're picking up some interesting vocabulary from this lesson. I think I'm going to record another Olympics vocabulary lesson, probably while the Olympics are going on, while I read more news and get to watch more Olympic events and think of more vocabulary terms for you guys to hear. So look forward to that in the next episode of the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. One of my favorite athletes is Simone Biles. She is only four foot eight, four foot, four feet and eight inches, which is incredibly short. <laughs> as most of the women's gymnasts are. They're quite small in stature, which means they're short. And she's an absolute powerhouse. She is so strong. I would even describe her as mighty. She's just, everything she does is so powerful. She is doing so many moves in her Olympic routine that have never been done in the women's Olympics before. I think just because she has such an incredible amount of strength she's able to pull off these moves when you pull off something it means you do it that's a really common phrasal verb that we use in sports you really pulled it off that means you really did it well so an interesting change in the women's gymnastics this year was that usually in the olympics each team gets to bring i believe six athletes to the gymnastics competition, but this time they only got to bring four. So I feel kind of sad for those two people that probably missed out on the opportunity to go to the Olympics this year. The Olympics just seem so intense as an athlete because they only happen every four years for your sport. And so if you miss it, the next Olympics, you might be too old. Or if your age just doesn't line up with where the Olympics are every four years, you may not have the opportunity to go. So I just think that's really intense. Again, like Megan Rapone said, it's very do or die. It's very, you either get it or you don't. One thing that I always enjoy watching every Olympics, and I swear this has been my tradition, which means it's been like a ritual, something I do every time. Every time there's an Olympics, I love to watch the opening ceremonies. I love to watch each country enter in the arena with their athletes and they get to dress in clothes that are supposed to represent their country and I just think it's an interesting way to show the diversity in our world to show each country's style and I saw a video on TikTok of an Australian athlete getting her box of clothing from you know the sports organization in Australia and the clothing was all wrapped up really nice and she was really excited to get all the clothing to represent her country and I just thought that was a really cool thing and I know in the United States they always have a designer design the Olympics clothing that they'll wear to the opening ceremonies and it's always supposed to look really nice so I think that's interesting and I think it's interesting to see the amount of athletes from each country because some countries have a ton of athletes they have a soccer team a basketball team you know tons of track and field athletes in every sport and then you'll see very small nations where they have one two or three athletes that are competing in the olympics and it's a big deal for those athletes 
An interesting sport that's in the Summer Olympics is um, the equestrians, which is horseback riding. And I saw a video the other day about how they get the horses to the Olympics. Because if you are an equestrian, which is a person who competes in the horseback riding events, that's what we call the people, an equestrian, they have to bring their specific horse. And for the United States, they're bringing their horses all the way to Tokyo or all the way to Japan, which is insane to me. How do you get a horse across the ocean? Well, the video showed they do put them in the bottom of a plane and they fly them to the Olympics, which seems insane to me. That has to cost a ton of money. I think it would cost a lot of money to send a person to the Olympics, let alone a horse. The last thing I want to talk about in this episode, talking about the Olympics, is the Olympic medals, of course. It's very interesting to hear when an athlete wins the Olympics where they put their medal. I know a very famous story is a skier from the United States, Bodie Miller, always said that his Olympic medal, his gold medal, was above his toilet seat, which is just kind of funny. It reflects that he worked so hard to gain something and then he ended up putting it over his toilet. I would call that irony. And irony is a very interesting term to explain. I always have a hard time explaining what irony means, but this is the perfect example. You work so hard to earn something, you probably spent many years working to achieve your spot in the Olympics, and you win a gold medal for all that work, and you put it over your toilet. That is complete irony. But did you know that the gold medals are not actually made of gold? They are what we call gold-plated. And when something is plated, it means it's covered. So it's covered in a small amount of gold. It's plated in gold. And then the gold medal is actually filled with silver on the inside. Whereas the silver medal, so the second place medal, is pure silver. And then the bronze medal, which is the third place medal, is made of brass, which is very interesting. Who knew? I use that phrase a lot if you haven't noticed throughout this podcast, who knew? It just means what an interesting fact. Who would have known that? Meaning not many people probably knew that. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. I'll be back next time with another Olympic vocabulary podcast. I can't wait to watch this year's games. Let me know if you enjoyed this podcast and what your favorite summer Olympic sport is. You can talk to me on Instagram at English with Kayla, or you can reach out to me on my email, which is in the description of this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel so that you can complete the 31-day free English challenge with me. Again, if you're studying for TOEFL or IELTS, this is a great challenge to practice reading, writing, speaking, and listening. Good luck studying, and I'll see you next time.